Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome to Beyond the Pod, presented by SodaStick.com. Brunette, he moves, Brunette back in, he scores! Minnesota has upset the Colorado Avalanche! Andrew Brunette, the game-winning goal! Here are your hosts, the second greatest scorer in Gopher hockey history, Pat Micheletti. And the second greatest hockey analyst on this podcast, Brandon Molesky. Yes, welcome to another episode of Beyond the Pod. It's brought to you by SodaStick.com. I'm Brandon Molesky. Pat Micheletti with me as well. Pat, uh, it's officially here, hockey season. we got prospects camp starting for the Minnesota Wild. We're nine days away from our first preseason game, college hockey, in about two weeks. It's all beginning. Yeah, uh, finally, right? Um, good summer, long summer, but ready, uh, ready to start. And uh, speaking of college hockey, let's uh, go up north, or technically only a little bit north. He's in the Twin Cities today. Tom Territory, the head coach of the uh, Bemidji State Beavers men's hockey team. Tom, appreciate your time as always. Uh, I first want to start talking about you because you are the reigning WCHA Coach of the Year. I know uh, we're, we're, we're switching conferences here, but... No, uh, I'm not. You're not? No, not you got the wrong you got the wrong Minnesota coach. Hasty was unanimous last year, so... But thanks <laughs> a lot, Brandon, you know? I swear, I swear I read on Wikipedia that you were the Coach of the Year. Was it two years ago? I don't know, but it wasn't last year, I can tell you that. So <laughs> the, right, the right guy got it, by the way. <laughs> I swear to God, I was reading about you on Wikipedia last night, and it well, said Coach we'll, of the Year. You know what? We'll just say I was, but I yeah, yeah, you deserved we'll, we'll it. We'll go with it. <laughs> well, you know what? I, you deserved it, Hasty. You know exactly. I, you know he, he was begging for votes. They only well, went to the Frozen Four last. No, year. I know, right? <laughs> well, you guys had a pretty good year as well. You had the upset win over Wisconsin. I guess if some people want to call it an upset win in the NCAA tournament, you had a very good regular season. But I want to ask from a, a coaching standpoint, how much do you self-reflect on the coaching job you did in previous seasons? Obviously, you've been around for a very long time. But like when a season's over, do you ever look back and go, man, that was a great job of coaching by me? Or are you always kind of thinking, man, I, gotta, I should have done some things differently? Well, it's never coaching. It's always your, your execution of your team. It's your staff, you know, your preparation. If you do things, there's certain things that you're excited about if you do things right. But there's also so many things, too, that you'd like to do different. And, um, you know, I think the biggest thing is, is that, you know, how ready to play are you? And, uh, yeah. you know, and uh, I think that's probably the biggest thing right now. And like, there's just like, like you got to be ready to play guys too. And I don't necessarily reflect back on things, but uh, like I got, I was talking to a, another coach this summer and I really liked what he said. I always tell our players, there's a small margin of error of teams in uh, college hockey. Everybody we're going to play small margin of error. It goes down to one play, for example. And he, he uses the analogy that everybody, you're either a half a letter grade better than the team you're playing, a half a letter grade worse than the team you're playing, or you're the same letter grade. And I love it because it's a visual for your players. Yeah. And what that does, it just tells you how close, and you know, how close it was at our level. So, I don't know, did we, did we upset Wisconsin? Probably we did. But, again, it's not as big an upset if you're in the hockey world is what I'm getting at, guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're yeah. outside the hockey world, they're going, what the heck? You know, how, how does this happen? But when you're in the hockey world, we just know – that these games, it doesn't matter who you are, there's only 60 of us. 
you know, yeah. and it goes down to, it goes down to one play and there's a, I, and I love that half a letter grade and that half a letter grade isn't much is what I'm getting at. You know, Tommy, uh, you know, back in the day, back in the day when, when, when we were playing, right. Um, I approached it in a scenario where I didn't need my coaches to get me fired up. Right. We had, I looked at it as a Monday practice, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, building up to Friday, Friday and Saturday night. And, and, uh, you know, I, I thought, okay, God, you work your, you work your butt off all week long and, and now you get to play a game. And so that excitement built the, the thought of entertaining the fans built. And, and that's how I got motivated. I just, I don't understand sometimes how guys just can't be ready, you know, right. to, to want to play on that Friday night, on that Saturday night, win games, you know, whatever, just, just compete, you know, in front of people. I, you know, I, I suppose as a coach, you know, it's hard to figure out on some nights, man, you know, guys, some guys just weren't ready to play. How do you deal with it? Well, that's a good question, Mick. And I think what I try to do, I can't speak for everybody. I try to want to even try to avoid that situation. And, um, you know, there's also there, you know, I suppose there's little, there's ga the games within the games. And part of it is we only play 34 of these guys. Um, yeah. we, we're not, we're not playing three and three. We're playing yeah. two games on a Friday and Saturday night. Right. And this, you know what? I mean, so like you got to have gas in the tank and, and how important every game is. I, I mean, it, that's the psychological aspect, I think, of coaching, because it is hard. To, another thing is hard to sweep. It's yeah. hard to sweep. And mm -hmm. um, that team at home has an advantage. So th then there's that. So there's that psychology. What happens if you do lose at home? Oh, my yeah. gosh. Are your guys ready the next day? You don't need to say a word, by the yeah. way. You don't need to say a word on Saturdays. But if you win on Friday, you know how huge. What one more win, like what a sweep can do for you as far as creating separation in the standings, maybe putting you in a certain spot in the pairwise, whatever it might be. Again, when you only have 34 of them, they're all big. And yeah. Mick, it's just, uh, you're right. And uh, you hope that the guys can motivate themselves, but sometimes they're going to, they, they just need, they need reinforcement is what I'm getting at. Yep. Well, you mentioned uh, the play at home. Your team was 10 and 5 at home last year. You were 13, 3 and 3 at home two seasons ago. Uh, what is it about that barn up there that makes it so difficult for team for opposing teams to come into and try to defeat you guys? I don't know, but you got my you got the records down here. I, we didn't even talk about this ahead of time, Brandon. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, well, hopefully, hopefully that one's correct. Hopefully, I didn't get that one wrong too. No, I'm sure. Hey, you know what? I can't sit there and question that one right there. Um, we've been pretty good at home. I think it's a tough place to come play. I think the travel. I, I think the advantage we have at home, gang, is um, travel. It's yeah. not, you know, what it, it's it's hard from the UP or Bowling Green or Ferris or whatever. It's just, uh, it's, a, it's, it's, it's tough travel road. The road's tough no matter what, but I think our travel, it makes it maybe a little more difficult. Conversely though, like we have been pretty good at home the last couple of years, but there's been times where, you know, back in the old John Glass field house, it was like 80% at home. It was just like, it was a, it was, it was a rocking building. It was a low ceiling. It was intimidating, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Sometimes, you know what, these buildings like we have right now, they're pretty cushy buildings. You're yeah. coming into an unbelievable visiting locker room. It's a beautiful building. And sometimes that home ice advantage isn't there. And we have had it, Brandon, you're spot on the last couple of years. But there's been times, too, where 
we're hovering maybe a little bit over 500 or two games over 500 at home. And man, oh man, you want to, you want to win 65% or 70% of your games at home. I mean, you do because the road's such a grind. And for us, you know, like I said, the travel for the team coming into Bemidji isn't easy. Conversely, when we're on the road, it isn't easy as well. So you got to balance that out. Okay. New league. Well, new name to the league. Um, A lot of excitement, a lot of really, really good things happening what what's been the talk amongst the coaches the the other teams um you know it, it just it, it seems like um a little bit different it is and i just got the i got the ccha logo on my like yeah. on my church now and all that stuff is kind of weird you're you know you're obviously obviously again you're trying to promote the brand and all that stuff right bad so it's kind of fun and it is like it's not that big a difference it's not that big a deal but it is it's there's still it's, it's unique it's different and um it is what it is. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're, it's, it's basically the same teams that we, that were in the league last year. St. Thomas is replacing Alabama, but yeah. like air Force, excuse me, uh, Anchorage and, and Fairbanks were on pause last year. So basically last year we played the eight teams that are going to be in the league this year. Again, like the substitute is going to be St. Thomas for Alabama. So it's not that big a difference, but it is a little different and it's a little unique because maybe the newness or whatever you want to call it. And I'm excited for it. And uh, it's just, uh, it's just, Everything's new. We got, you know, Don's our commissioner right now. Great hockey man, bringing just a tremendous amount of ideas to our league. Um, you know, media. Uh, you know, from a media standpoint too. Yeah. It's just everything's everything's changing. Everything's changing. It's uh, it's kind of it's, it's kind of like when Bemidji State went to the old WCHA when we got into the old WCHA. We were the same team. We were the same coaching staff. We were we did things the same way, but it was different. It was almost like. We were re, we had new jobs. It was like we had new, I remember my, my assistant coach told me, because it's like we have new jobs right now. It's kind of cool without having to leave our job. And I go, that was a kind of a great point. And it's kind of similar to that a little bit, Pat, where, yeah. you know what? It's just kind of a little bit of a new job because the dynamics are a little different. And I'm excited for it, really excited. Uh, Tom, I think it was either on this podcast or when Common and I came up and visited you a couple of years ago when I asked you about what's your secret about how you guys always seem to have good goaltending up there. And, now you're losing Zach Driscoll uh, as a transfer to North Dakota, and he's been fabulous for you the last three years. So, one, how big a skates is that to fill for the next goalie or goalies uh, coming up? And, uh, you know, your secret is always – somehow you've always been able to have good goaltending up there. How can you keep it going without him? Who knows? But, you know, that's always – when you lose a goalie, it happens every uh, – whatever it's two years, three years, or four years, obviously. But typically, you know, we've always – gosh, it seems like we've always had a starter for a good three years, it seems like, you know. Um, yeah. Once in a while, we've had a four-year starter, but not very often. You know, usually somebody's going to have to – they got to back up a year, maybe two, and then it's, it's we, we go with somebody. And um, any time you have a change in that position, um, there's a, obviously a, there's a little unrest, and there, there, it's the unknown. And that's what we have right now, but it doesn't mean that we're not going to be good in that position. I think we're going to be just fine in that position because we like the guys that we have. We like all three of our goalies. We like, you know, we like them when we recruited them. We yeah. like them in practice. We like their makeup. Um, you know, but they, but they also, this is going to be different for them. This is a totally different challenge. And, you know, the league is going to be a grind, um, our non-conference schedule. We got Arizona state, St. Cloud, you know, North Dakota, Duluth, like nothing's easy. Nothing's going to be handed to you, but. But we'll see what happens. And yeah, we, we, we have had good goaltending. It seems like, and I just think again, it's probably collectively, uh, I always say all that, all that's a, it's a collective group. And uh, right now, 
if you take a look at hockey, everything's in groups of five. Um, your offense is in groups of five. You know, your defense is in groups of five. It's always the, the new terminology and some of the things change every five years. And Pat and I talk about it all the time. Well, also, it's a group of six. You know, I mean, with, with your goaltender, other five guys have something to do with it. And, you know, it's not even how well you are defensively. A lot of it is how well do you forecheck? How well do you possess the puck? Um, yeah. How well do you manage the puck? Um, how, how do you reload and get above the puck? I mean, just all those types of things. And it, if it, if all those things, you know, if all those things obviously appear in sync, it makes everybody's job easier. I like Barry Tross's analogy. You know what? Like this day and age, we don't check anymore. We check with our feet. Yeah. You check with your feet. And um, I just love that analogy because you do, you know, and everything's puck pressure. Everything's getting above the puck, but it's all about skating right now and reloading and doing those types of things. And if all five guys are doing that, and if we're in sync and we got good rush defense and again, good puck management, like I, I mentioned earlier, everybody's job is easier and it helps your goaltender. So we try to obviously emphasize that like everybody else does as well. And I think it takes a little heat off your goalie, hopefully. When, when you um, go into the season or when, when do you start, you know, looking at other rosters of other teams and kind of handicapping what they have? what you have to do to beat them, where you guys, where you kind of put yourself against them. Uh, when, when, when does all that start or is it always going on? You know what, Pat? Good, great question. It, it's always there, but I, I do a little exercise every, every summer. It's a little different now with the transfer portal, um, right. <laughs> you know, but your roster's changed. It's come yeah. to roster at summer. And, uh, but I do a little exercise and a lot of the college coaches do. It's not like anything I invented. I sure had something that there and everything I stole from. Um, I know Bob, Bob, Bobby's done it for years. Bobby yeah. Moscow's done it for years. And I, I actually, it's a great exercise on how many goals each team in your league are coming back with. And you can do it with all the teams you're playing, by the way. Yeah. And I think it's a great exercise. And it doesn't mean that, okay, if you get the most goals back, you're going to win the league. But I'm right. telling you, you're not taking six either. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. the law of averages and taking a look at history, you know, historical data, you're not finishing sixth yeah. and um, or fifth. So now there's other variables. Are you staying injury free? Are the right guys healthy? Is your power play all right? Hey, goaltending. Brandon brought it up earlier. Goaltending is such a, a big component. You can have a good, really good offense, but if you're leaking oil, you know, defensively, that's not going to help either, you know. Yeah. Um, so I look at that about midsummer, and I, in our league right now, Northern Michigan's actually got the most goals back. Um, Mankato second, Tech's third, and I think I think we're fourth. So, and there you know, and, and there's variables, but I look at that. That's one thing I look at that just gives me kind of a, it just kind of gives me a little bit of a gauge right there. And I don't, you know, everybody's got their own little way of doing things, and I look at that. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I brought this up with Hasty when he was on a couple of weeks back, and we and we were talking about, you know, you know, when you come in as a freshman. And, and and we were talking about a guy, Nathan Smith, right? Um, you know, who, one of his, you know, better players. Um, you, you saw him as a freshman and you said, whoa, this kid has got some skill. But then, you know, he becomes a junior last year. And, you know, his game, you could just tell the maturity of the kid, right? And that he's really starting to get it. How I mean, how long do you do you does it take for for somebody, you know, in your estimation, to really, 
you know, flick that switch and say, yep, you know, he's there now. Well, it takes, everybody's different. Yeah. Everybody's magic yep. different. No question. You know, their growth is different. Some guys come in right away and you see it. You yeah. see it. I remember Don Lucia telling me one time, this was about 20 years ago, Don says, like, you're stud freshman. Like, it's amazing. They're good right away. And he's kind of right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, they're coming in. You can see stuff. But some guys, it just, it, some guys, it just takes time. And we all know, obviously, the intangibles. One, sometimes they got to get stronger. Sometimes they got to get quicker. Sometimes they got to develop better habits. Um, sometimes, you know, it's, it's just uh, maybe they're, you're a little deeper. Maybe you're a little deeper with, with some veterans or whatever. You know what I mean? But, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what? To a certain degree, Mick, you just got to get experience. And Bob Peter's line, you know, the one thing you can't get at the supermarket is experience. And sometimes <laughs> the only way you get that is by, you know, you know, practicing every day, developing good habits, understanding what it takes, you know, wake up calls, those types of things. And eventually, you know, it, it just takes guys different, different times before they emerge is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Hey, Tom, last year you had to deal with the, uh, the pandemic and COVID, and this year we're, we're still dealing with it a little bit. And, uh, you know, the vaccination topic is a pretty polarizing topic in this country. But I'm, I'm assuming when you first started coaching, you didn't, you never envisioned you have to talk about a pandemic and vaccines. But uh, how do you go about having the vaccination discussion uh, with your team and your, and your players? I, I didn't, I, I, you know what, I didn't have, we didn't have lengthy discussions. Um, we didn't have lengthy discussions. We talked about it in the spring. Um, guys started doing, doing it in the spring and we just kind of tracked it and they, they kind of let us know where, where we were at. And, um, and then obviously again, the NCAAs, there, there's certain things you got to look at and there's certain factors that you might have to look at that can happen throughout the year. And, um, I think from a coaching standpoint, you, you know, what I, I, I kind of, I watch myself because again, it's a personal choice. And I think that's what we, we left it to our players and I didn't want to get involved in that. And, uh, you know, that's kind of where I was at with it. I think you got to, you got to watch yourself a little bit there, Brandon. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what we, we did. And uh, so, no, and our guys, our guys, they've done, you know, they've done, they've done a great job with it. But I, I've really, I haven't, I, I've spent minimal time talking about it. Minimal time. Um, I, I want to talk to you about, uh, you know, St. Thomas coming into the league as an eighth team. Obviously, it's a sixth Minnesota team. But you were with Bemidji uh, as an assistant coach when they first made the transition to Division One. I. I know you're assistant for a couple of years before taking over as a head coach. Um, how difficult of a challenge is that to make that transition? I don't think it's that difficult. I really don't. Um, I think they're going to. First off, they got so much to sell. Yeah, they got so much to sell. I mean, they're in the metro area. They got a you know they got a beautiful campus, a wonderful tradition. Um, you know they're. They're, they're so good in all their sports. They just got a lot to sell. So, you know, it's like anything, it's, you know, anything's going to take time to, you know, when you want to, when you want to reach, obviously, you know, you want to get to a certain level, anything's going to take time. It takes time for anybody, but I think that they're going to, I think they're already, get, they're already off the ground and I think they're going to get good awful quick. And I just think, again, they got so much to sell. They got a great coaching staff. Um, I think the transfer portal is not going to hurt them. That's for sure. And that, that's an advantage anybody has right now that you didn't have 20 years ago or 50, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that helps. And uh, they're going to be, they're just, they're going to be just fine. I don't think if you take a look, just take a look at teams who have started, you know, it started hockey, not, you know, cause, and they're kind of like us. I shouldn't say they didn't, they're not starting a new program. They had a division three program. So they got players, at least they are, they already got players on their roster. So, but if you take a look, it doesn't take, it doesn't, it didn't take us that long. It took us like three years, but right. and, you know, and the, it's the, the, you know, the circumstances were different for us, too. 
they're coming into a quality league immediately. And I think that helps from a recruiting standpoint to get more marquee players. Um, so, you know, you take a look at the teams that have done it. If they've done it, they've, they've done it in a, in a, in a, really in a, I don't want to say a minimal amount of time, but they've done it where it's not, it's not like a 10 year process by, by any means. So yeah. they're going to get awful quick and, uh, and it's exciting for them and it's exciting for our league because that's just a, I mean, it's a great program and, uh, I, I, I love having another Minnesota team. It was, you know what? I'd like to see more go, you know, more teams emerge in Minnesota. Okay. couple part question here. Um, by going as far as you guys did last year, um, is there, do you sense a, um, a, a different attitude, meaning, you know, a little bit more swagger or a little bit more hunger um, to get back and go even further than you did, did a year ago. And then, and then, um, when you look at your, what do you, what do you see in your team this year? Well, I might, I might, I might uh, answer the second question first, Mick. And uh, one is I like our team. I mean, yeah. I mean, what, I mean, like we've had two great years, two great years in a row. And yeah. a lot of the guys coming back, we got, we got quality people. We okay. got quality people. I love our practice. So, so I love our practices so far. Um, so, uh, you know what we've got, I think there, I hope there's a little, there's probably a little quiet confidence. We don't want to talk about it, but there yep. better be quiet confidence. I mean, the guys have, they've achieved some, they've achieved some success. So have some quiet confidence. Now, from a coaching standpoint, and I said at the first, I, I said at the, our first meeting and I kind of said, boys, doesn't matter. I've been in this, I've been in this racket so many years and we might have a lot of the same people. But again, are you the same players? Or are you different players? Sometimes they want to be different players. And when you're different players, huh. things can go sideways. Yeah. And, and, you know, so I challenged them right away. I just said, hey, the only guarantee there is is there's no guarantees. And mm-hmm. I actually use the analogy. Why did we play so well against Wisconsin? And why didn't we play that way against UMass? Yeah. The next night to go to the Frozen Four. Yeah. And like, like, there's a lot of factors that go into all this stuff. And I don't want to get into the, the psychology of our meeting and all that stuff. But the yeah. bottom line, it's, it's been addressed like guys, like there's like, there's no guarantees. And what you need to, then I use that half a letter grade, that half a letter grade. We're going to play 12 teams this year where we're a half a letter grade, potentially better than them. We're going to play 12 teams that they're a half a letter grade better than us and 12 teams at the same letter grade, you know? So like there's, that's a small margin. So yeah. it, easily, oh, it can shift the other way in a, in a heartbeat. In a Tom. heartbeat, but it's up to this room. It's up to the guys in this room to make sure that doesn't happen. And we got to maintain a lot of the fire, and we got to have the you know we, our mental makeup has to be stronger. Even is what I'm getting at. Tom, we always love talking with you. Really appreciate your time. The good best. luck. Good luck this year, and uh, we'll chat with you soon. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right, thanks. See you, boys. All right, thanks, Tom Saratori, head coach of the Bemidji State uh, Beavers men's hockey team. Before we uh, chat, Pat, let's talk about. Sodastick.com. You can go to Sodastick.com to get your original Minnesota sports-inspired goods. Uh, if you haven't seen the stuff yet, you have to check it out. One of my favorite designs is their uh, North State hat, which is back in stock. All of their apparel is screen-printed here in Minnesota on super soft, super comfy shirts. You will love it. We're going to hook you up with 15% off your next order. So use the code KFAN for 15% off. That's Sodastick.com. S-O-T-A-S-T-I-C-K.com. Original Minnesota sports-inspired goods. Use the code KFAN for 15% off your next order. Uh, speaking of college hockey, Pat, I know they uh, the NCAA just announced <laughs> as as uh, 
you know, Tom just talked about how they had to go play the next night against Massachusetts. Right. Uh, NCAA has announced that they're now going to have a day off in those regionals. I know Bob Motzko was a, a proponent against that word. Yep, yep, it's, yep, it's, it's a bit unfair if you have one team playing at 4 o'clock and one team playing at 7 o'clock and they both have to play each other the next night. It, it, it is. Um, and, you know, I, I think what helped the, the, the process was the UMD-North Dakota five-overtime game. Um, and then, yeah. you know, the winner obviously had to play the next day a lot, you know? Um, so I, so I think, I think that was, that, that was, a, you know, the, probably the deciding factor. Um, it could hurt attendance, which they always look at, you know, are people going to want to stay that extra day? Um, you know, so, uh, it, it's, it's probably best for the game. Um, and you probably will see a better game. A, a less tired team. So, um, yeah, it, it was a move they, uh, they made. Uh, the NCHC uh, released their uh, preseason media poll. St. Cloud yeah. State got uh, 20 of the 25 first-place votes. UMD second with three first-place votes. Then North Dakota and Denver in third and fourth. They each got a first-place vote. Followed by Omaha, Western Michigan, Miami, Colorado College. Um, I think we both agree that St. Cloud State should be a pretty good team. But uh, given you have teams like UMD and North Dakota in the mix with you, I was surprised they got that share, that big of a share. Well, you know, St. Cloud got everybody back and yeah. and and their goaltender. And so um, so that right there um, and the experience, you know, the, the younger kids really came into their own. Um, they're they're going to be, you know, they're going to be a top five team all year. No question. Um, quite frankly. Now this is gonna probably um, irritate some North Dakota fans. I'm surprised that they're as high as they are. Really, um, they lost everybody, and 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 everybody. I mean, all of their um, th- they've got some of their decor back, which is and, and the goaltender Drisco is going to help. Um, yeah. So that will save them. But um, they lost a lot up front, and uh, I think Brandon last I counted, they had nine transfers coming in so not to say that they're not good players sure however just you know might take a bit it's going to be a different team um i think a surprise team to watch all season is western michigan they they have a new coach in pat uh Fershweiler and um um you know they have a lot of guys returning uh kalamazoo is a tough place to play in uh you know i think uh i think they're picked sixth uh, to finish sixth in the league. And, um, you know, they, they may surprise some people. So, you know, again, it, it, I, I think Brandon this year in college hockey, it might be one of the best years in the last decade. Um, just because, um, players had the ability to come back for an extra year, uh, due to the COVID and, and such, um, you know, I think it's just, it's going to be terrific. Uh, Minnesota Wild. They uh, just started the uh, Tom Kerber's Prospects Camp. Which yeah, is awesome that they named it after Tommy. Yeah, really, you, uh, really, really, uh, really good move and and very thoughtful. They started that at Tria. I'm actually uh, right when this podcast is over, I'm going to try to bolt over to Tria to make it for uh, the practice today. But uh, you know, some some significant names we can watch. You know, a lot of times we'll have these prospects camps, Pat, and none of them really have a chance to make the roster next year. Or you know, you don't have, or maybe. You know, for the longest time, we didn't have very high-end prospects at these no. camps. No. I remember the I remember the Colton Gillies days, Pat, where I would show up, and that was the guy you were watching. 
Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, Matt Boldy, Marco Rossi, obviously, after the year he went through, uh, Kalen Addison's there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we still even have some of their bigger names, uh, you know, like the Wallstedt, the, the, the goalie they got uh, this year in the first round, not there. Uh, yep. Some other, other, you know, the Kusnadinov, who's playing very well in the KHL Oof. right now. The ever. Um, uh, they've, they've got quite the prospect pool. I'm interested to uh, see how these guys do when they're uh, two games against Chicago. Yeah, it, um, you know, listen, I, I, you know, I said it from the get-go. I think Boldy is going to make it. I think, uh, I think Marco Rossi is going to be penciled in. And Addison, um, you know, I think they're going to make him earn it. They have, they have enough defensemen um with with the big you know with the big team if you want to call it that um where you know he's he's gonna he's gonna have to earn his spot um but you know what he 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 looked good um you know it seems like the kid's driven to to make it um you know they they need a little bit more offense back on the blue line there so you know yeah yeah you know this is a great opportunity for for all the young guys just to to show what they have and and uh, you know but but realistically when you look at it you know there's three guys there that uh, are have high expectations. My sense is that you know this is obviously this opinion is subject to change. This is yep. September six, September sixteenth. My opinion is Boldy's going to make the right team right out of the yep. gate. Um, you know they're leaving a spot open for him and just kind of the way they're talking about him. Rossi, I feel like he has to absolutely blow them away. I, you know, just, you just think reading, so? reading some of the Brad Bombardier comments about him in uh, the Michael Russo story, um, it sounds like they want to start him in Iowa just based off of, you know, he was out for, you know, he hasn't played a whole lot of hockey in yep, the last year yep, and a half. Yep. Um, and coming off some health concerns, I, I think he's got to just blow them away in camp for them to uh, start him at, you know, and you also want to start him in a top six role, Pat, you know, it's not yep. like you're going to yep. ease no. him. You, you don't want to ease I him understand. in the third, fourth line I, role. Right. So, yep. Yep. I mean, so I, I'm not sure he's going to make it out of the gate. I think they'll maybe wait a couple months of him playing in Iowa. And then Addison's now interesting because I always thought this team was going to structure themselves around maybe moving a Matt Dumba and having Addison come in at a lower salary and play that role. Uh, but that their top four is set as of right now, assuming yep. they all stay healthy. And they just added Jordy Ben now. So they now have a fifth, sixth, and defenseman that are all under one-way contracts in the NHL. Um, barring an injury here, I, I think it's going to be tough for Addison to make the team. I think he's going to be back in Iowa to start out and, uh, you know, come up at some point, uh, you know, during the season. I think you could be 100% right on that. Um, yeah, yeah. I, 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 we're going to have to see how it all plays out, right? And And – you know, the question for them would be, okay, do we keep him up here as a seventh or, or an eighth, um, depending upon how many guys they keep on the roster? And, uh, you know, do we want him, you know, playing? Or is he close enough where, you know, it's, it's going to be in every other game? Or does he earn it? Um, you know, we're, we're going to have to see how it all plays out. You know, the, the, the good thing about Rossi is that we're going to see him. there. There's yep. no doubt. And, and am I okay with him starting in Iowa? You know, of course, um, you know, if he needs to get his feet wet, but you're right. You know, if he, you know, you and I have talked to him and just his, just his attitude tells me that he's going to, you know, try to blow him away yes. and, and make the roster. That's what he wants. Um, but again, if he doesn't all good, 
let him go down there for a while, play and and get acclimated to the to the North American game again. And uh, but I think we'll see him for sure. And I, and I think we saw last year in the playoffs with Boldy, where you know you and I thought maybe Boldy would be in the lineup when yeah. the playoffs started, and then you know obviously they were struggling to score offensively, and uh, you know they had the whole Parisi situation. There was some clamoring for Boldy to come in, and uh, I, I think they're uh, of the mindset they want to make sure these young guys develop and. And frankly, given the history of this organization, that that's not the worst approach. No, it it really isn't. And and it and every organization has a different philosophy in terms of their younger players. Uh, Bill Guerin wants to make sure that they are ready so they don't fail. Um, the Montreal Canadiens, you know what? They needed someone to to score. They could not score goals. Um, they drafted a guy in Caulfield who was a goal scorer. Um, didn't play him a lot right away, but then they, they implemented him more and he had success. You know, every player is different. Like coach territory just, you know, alluded to us. Um, and, and everyone has a different philosophy and every team and their style is different. And so, you know, um, I know a lot of people were not happy that Matt Boldy was not inserted into the lineup then. Well, you know, they had their reasons for it. We can, we can second guess them. Um, we can be mad. We, you know, whatever the case may be, they didn't feel at the time it was the proper move to put him in. And, um, you know, it's their team and, you know, they can do what they want. Are you concerned about Kaprizov yet? I'm mad, Brandon. I'm here. I'm, I'm mad because um, it's nothing that the Minnesota Wild is not doing. Yep. They have offered him uh, a monster contract. Yeah. And um if and I you know I I don't want it to get to a situation where the players are mad at him because I don't think it's him. You know, no. I think I you know and, and I don't know this, but I don't think his agent is doing him any favors by um, keeping him out this long, not having him signed when the money is there. The, and, you know, I don't know what they are, where they're at in, as far as term, but, you know, it, you know, from reading Michael and, you know, it, it seems like there's been um, some give and take both on, on both sides is it for the number of years, which I think is the biggest hang up. Um, maybe some bonus money. I, I don't know. Um, but the bottom line is, um, he's a 24-year-old kid with 55 games under his belt who's getting offered mega dollars, um, and he needs to be in here. Well, um, and, and, and at what point, Pat, does you know the fan base – obviously, if he comes in and he scores goals, the fan base is going to love him. But at, yep. at what point – at some point, you're going to get the fan base a little riled up and upset when everyone was absolutely head over heels in love with him. And, you know, let's face it, you're risking um, angering the organization yeah. um, and, you know, how they want to handle you moving forward. And um, I, I just think from a PR standpoint, like it's a headache. It, it, it seems that they were it seems like they're pretty close on how many years and how much money and you're yeah. getting paid. You're getting a good deal. Like it seems like they're just, um, just upset over just tiny little things at this point and just, and just doing power moves. And at, at some point it's like, just get the deal done. Yeah, it, it, exactly. And, uh, and, and, you know, it, it, and it puts the player in a bad light. It, it just does throughout the league, throughout other organizations, 
you know, when he goes to get his next contract, right, uh, whether it be with this team or another team, you know, some teams are going to say, do I want to deal with that agent? Yeah. You know, pain in the you-know-what? Um, you know, why? You know, it, it just um, – it, it 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 doesn't do any good, and so to a certain extent, I feel bad for the kid. Um, if it's if it if it clearly is not the kid who is making any of these decisions, um, but you know, listen, uh, you know, I think this team has done everything that they can. They've let him know how much they like him, how much they want him, how much he's valued, um, and and the same with the fans. You know, uh, you know the the fans clamor. You know, they love them. You know, we love watching them. Um, it just, uh, it, it's uh, it's something that needs to get done and get rectified. Am I worried he's not going to be here? No, because where's he going to go? Yeah. Right? I mean, does he want to go back and play a year? And at some point, Brandon, um, if I'm the GM of a team, and this is where I don't want to go down that road, but I want players who want to be here. And I think he wants to be here. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I'm leaving him out of the equation. I put this solely on the agent right now. Well, Pat, hopefully by the time I talk to you next week, Karoka Prisov will be signed, sealed, and delivered. Yes, and I won't have to get so upset. So <laughs> All right, have thanks. a great week. Thanks, Pat. Appreciate it. We'll be uh we'll be we'll be previewing preseason games next week. Wow, can you believe it? That's unbelievable. Thanks, Brandon. All right. Thanks, Pat. He's Pat McAlady. I'm Brandon Molesky. This has been another episode of Beyond the Pod. Appreciate you for uh, listening and watching on the KFN YouTube channel. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.